It's Unnecessary Roughness, live from Radio Row in Arizona, brought to you by Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow and the 215. Butker's kick is up, the spinning kick high, floating in the air, and it is good! Attention, air traffic control, a flock of eagles is heading to Arizona. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. And here we are, Raider Nation. We are live from the Phoenix Convention Center, Media Center, Radio Row, whatever you want to call it. It is on and popping today. This is day two for us to be here. And I'll tell you what, Monday I thought was a nice little way to get into it. thought Monday had a nice little buzz going. But today it is on and popping. Here with my man DeMond Cotton. Got my man Chris Chapman in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, making it do what it do. Uh, appreciate you, Chapman. But, uh, Damon, how are you doing on day two so far? Oh, man, it's everything you said it would be, and I'm so excited for it. I mean, just the rush. When JT got the busting on the boys crew on with them, you know, I went over, I made that happen. I felt just as good as if I did the interview myself. Right. Where it's just when you make the interview happen, you finally get the person in the seat. That's just as good as actually doing the interview. No, it is. It's, sometimes it's even better. It's, it's the behind-the-scenes stuff that's really cool. Because it's it's so many no's, 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 or maybe we'll see, we'll check it out. But then all of a sudden when you get a big a big deal, a big one, like I said, a banger, you know, then all of a sudden it, it makes you feel that much better. So to have that opportunity is really good. And speaking of uh, our, our really good guests, we have one that is supposed to be joining us right now. And the thing about it is, and I don't know if you've noticed so far, <laughs> that this is how Radio Row is. Everyone is behind. One interview goes long. That's all it takes. One interview to go long than it's supposed to. And then all of a sudden, the next interview's long. And then the next interview's long. And then the next interview's long. So that leaves us in a bad situation. So I don't know where our uh, first guest, Amber Theo Harris, is, but she's supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah. So, so, and that's our homie. So I know that she wouldn't, you know, stand us up or anything. She's, uh, I know she's, she's around here somewhere. So uh, we got our guy Jared on the lookout for her, and she should be joining us momentarily up on the show. But we got a lot coming up on the show. As I mentioned, Amber Theo Harris is – uh, she's running over here. She's literally sprinting. That's when you know that that's the homie. No, when that's that's when you know that that's the homie when she hustles and runs over yes, to us. Yes, I'm sorry. I was telling Eric Burns, I was like, bro, I got, you know, you're my homie, but my, my real, real, real <laughs> homies have, have me at 3 o'clock, and he just kept talking, so, you know. Well, that's that's the thing. I was just explaining how Radio Row is, and yeah. this is DeMond's first opportunity here, so you know how it is. One interview runs long. They all run long. They all run long. But yep. how are you guys doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. How are you? It's fun to be in, in Phoenix, Arizona. Right. Exactly. I how excited are you? Have you got the buzz yet for the game, or is it not quite built up there yet? What do you mean? Like, I mean, it's it's only Tuesday, mm-hmm. right? So we have to pace ourselves. So I mean, oh, am I excited? Like, am I yet there? Like, am I hyped yet? Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> all that explained all that explaining for a no I, no what do you mean by that uh, well, this is i'm trying i gotta count but i think it's like my 11th or 12th super bowl that's awesome and to be honest my favorite thing to do is you work all week you have a great time and then if you you don't work the game mm-hmm. that's my favorite thing to do right. is you fly home yep. and you watch the game that night at home yep. it is the best um but no i and because I, I i like watching the game on the tv right it's a better product of course i know people pay 2500 you know, five thousand dollars to be here and watch the game. I've, I maybe I'm spoiled. You know, I always had two free tickets with NFL Network, so I've been right. there. My family's been there. Right. But it's a better product on the television. No doubt. I look. We're in the first thing smoking as soon as Friday. <laughs> so, as soon as the show's over, we're packing up the I car. I want my nachos. <laughs> like, um, I want my feet up on my couch. Right. Exactly. You we're know, on the first to be with thing. All this mess. Sm- 
smoking. The commercials. The commercials. I like to see the commercials. Halftime is better. Oh, it is yeah. made for TV. It is yep. not made for a live performance in a stadium. I, I realize that. No, I realized that when J-Lo was performing in Miami. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. This doesn't seem. I was supposed to go down there and communicate and say, J-Lo, J-Lo, hey, what up, though? Jenny from the block. Yeah. This is my girl. <laughs> my girl. Right. She was like, who? Yeah, exactly. Who? Exactly. Exactly. Big facts right there. <laughs> Everthea Harris is our guest here. She's from SiriusXM. She does the Silver and Black show. She does a little bit of everything. Westwood One you were doing work with. Yeah. I mean, all, all kind of stuff. So it's, it's a blessing. Whoever pays me. Uh, that, and I that's mean, how it should be. Cutting yeah. the check. That's, I just, you know what I mean? Hey. I'm too old to worry about like, hey, you know, my career. I'm like, no, does it, how much you paying me? Right. There it is right there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no. No, that's I real. Humble break. Humble break. <laughs> But, Damon, I mean, you've been having a fantastic time, and you're learning the ropes pretty fast now, huh? Oh, yeah, learning the ropes pretty <laughs> fast where I was I was almost hanging on to Dana White's leg earlier today of he's going to do this first, and then so-and-so wants to do, like, a live hit with him. Where are you going? Where's he going? <laughs> he almost bowed up on him. He almost, yeah. you know, because you know how it is. People get bumped and everything. Damon was like, oh, no, you're not you're bumping not, me. You are not bumping me. I kept telling him. I said, oh, I see it happening. It's happening. It's I actually happening. bumped him. I actually passed. Did you? Nice. Just, you, I had a little trouble with you the, threw us I had a bone, that's trouble. all. Yeah, I had a little trouble bone. with the, you know, the recent events, and right. I was just like, you know what? I don't want to put myself in that position. There you I, go. I keep it 100. No, I but respect I that. Not no, keep it I, I respect that, though. <laughs> so I, I moved on, but I did that. You know, you're holding on to Dana White. I was holding on to Miss America. Right, oh. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Which, you know, Miss America has a lot of handlers, but I flexed on them, too. Nice. I was like, I'm going to, she's going to sit right down here because she is scheduled for 215. She's coming on at 215. Right, facts. You have it's, to be aggressive. No, you do. And Devon learned that. He got a little got a little edge to him. You got to have, it's that aggression, yeah. but I also want to be polite. Where it's hey, you know, no problem, yeah. but then once it's getting closer, of so what's going on now? Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> switch flips. Are I don't. You, I don't mean to Bay, be rude. Are you Bay Area too? No, Bay I'm from Area. Tennessee. Oh, okay. He don't, he don't know about that Bay life. He don't <laughs> no, know about no, no, that Bay no, life, no, Amber. No. He don't know about that. <laughs> Everything Harris is our guest His here theme on Radio Nation. came on too right. short. He started getting gangster on everybody <laughs> up in here. <laughs> That's right. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. I'm say roughness. So, Amber, I don't know. I mean, because you do so many different things. You dip your toes in a lot. I don't know if, if you've been hit with just Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers to death. Yeah. But has that, been, has that been your hot topic so far? Yeah, I mean, look, we talk about it on SiriusXM, and then everybody knowing my affiliation with the Raiders right. this year is asking, what do you know? Yeah. Which is, I don't know anything on right. the Right, none inside. of us do. None of us do. Um, I do think, and I think I said this on your show a couple of days ago mm-hmm. before the Super Bowl, I really, truly believe that plan A was a 1,000% to get Tom Brady, and I don't think Josh McDaniels and, and Dave Ziegler were in on knowing that he was going to retire. Yeah. I, I do truly think that that was a surprise. Okay. And so now they're put in a tough position, right? Yeah. I, I, I think they wish they would have known Tom was going to retire before. I think they would have moved on from Derek Carr either way. Right. But I think it was easier to move on when they thought that it was an easy transaction, Tom's going to be a free agent. Yeah. Now you've got a messier situation. With Aaron Rodgers. Can they get him? Yes. Is it easy? No. Right. right. I mean, people. we're hearing reports from insiders that less than 1% chance of it being able to logistically work. That's wild. Because of all the moving parts. Yeah. The cap. I mean, the, the Raiders have a lot of cap room, but then the, the Packers would take a cap hit. We don't, a major cap hit. We don't even know uh, if the Packers are willing to do it people forget that they're like well he's saying he wants to play more with the raiders than the jets is the recent report well he doesn't have a say right he's under contract right so people are forgetting green bay it starts with them are they willing to even allow to entertain that 
So, if that just doesn't happen, you know, because there's a great chance that it doesn't, like you mentioned, what's next? Look, I think you're sitting at number seven, and I and I wouldn't want to see them do this because what it will take to go up, mm-hmm. I, I truthfully don't know if I would see the Raiders going after anybody other than Bryce Young, which is expected to be the top quarterback. Okay, that's okay. so you got to go all the way some, to the top for that. It's based yeah. on a little bit of information, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I, and I, I don't know definitively. Right. But I think it's kind of Bryce Young or bust. Okay. So to go all the way up, it's going to be at least three first-rounders, right? Isn't yeah. that what yeah. um, Trey Lance was a couple of years ago? Yeah, he was uh, two firsts and a second as well. Yep, yeah. the 49ers gave yep. up all, you know, all that. Yeah. Um, and look, Trey Lance hasn't really played for them. So right. that's just a lot to risk. And the Raiders, so in the 49ers at the time, still had Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. They had a defense that was very good. They were just coming off the, what, the Super Bowl. Yeah. The Raiders have so many pieces they need to fill. They can't afford to give up draft picks that they need in the first rounders, second rounders, third round. They need to build a defense. Right, right now, there's, um, they need to get more offensive linemen. So I just don't think that. The draft capital. So, yeah, what now? I mean, <laughs> then you're looking at a Jimmy Garoppolo or something. That, that's a parallel move. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a lateral move. Yeah. Sorry, I had my geometry wrong. No. <laughs> I knew what you were talking about, par- though. I parallelogram. Was <laughs> <laughs> you know what I meant. I absolutely did. I'd be interested. You know, look, I think they, they're going to try to go after I just, in my heart, think that Aaron Rodgers are going to try to go after him, but I don't know if it's realistic. And right. I don't think it's in their control. No, no, it's not. That's it's, the problem. Right. Wow. You were working at the Pro Bowl, and Josh Jacobs, after the Pro Bowl, he basically said that the team has got to make sense for him. He was getting a little spicy with the talk, you know. He was he was letting us know Josh Jacobs has never told a half-truth. He's keeping it real a 1,000% of the time. But wouldn't that contract extension, when those talks do happen next week, as he said, do you think that they're going to mention the franchise, or we're going to see him get that new deal immediately? I, I think well, – are you guys recording on this? Are you recording? <laughs> We're rolling. Because I want to play it back in okay. a little bit. All right. I absolutely think they're going to franchise tag him. Dang. I absolutely think it. Um, and Josh did. He keeps it 100. You're right. Yeah, Josh, yeah. Uh, he was speaking to me when that broke. I asked him, like, had they spoken to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, no, there's been no contact. Now, his agent told me supposedly it's supposed to happen soon. And I think then – went to the next reporter that's when he said oh it's supposedly supposed to happen yeah. next week but nothing said right mm. so that was surprising to me i was very surprised i thought the raiders would have maybe made an offer maybe low ball right but at least like an initial contact yeah but i get it they're at the they're at that they were at the senior bowl and they're you know the pro bowl's going on I, I get it so maybe that that was the timing yeah um but look at josh look at josh mcdaniels and his offenses in the past the, the running back, one running back, he's never had the lead back. He's never had the yeah. bell cow. That's not valued. Um, so maybe he's thinking, like, what I have to, what we have to spend to extend him is the lead-leading, uh, the the <laughs> league-leading rusher. I, I just did a three-hour radio show Hey, I ain't mad at you. I already tired. know. I already I'm know. I'm tired. Uh, that's going to be a lot of money. Yeah, it is. And um, when they can, I mean, still a lot of money for one year to franchise him. Right. But then that doesn't hem you up for a long time. And you can spend some money on on the other pieces. That's that's the problem with the Raiders. They need a lot of pieces. There is a lot of work that has to be money? done. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of work that has to be done to to build up the roster. And so I was looking at a contract for Josh, maybe a, something very front loaded. Mm-hmm. You know, multiple yeah. years because he, he said. I mean, when you talk about the franchise tag, he said hero turned villain. I know he he does not want that at all. Which does I mean? Do you think that that means that he's not going to play under it? He's going to hold out. 
Uh, I'll do like Josh Jacobs. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's too expensive to sit it out. But I do you know. think well, this is true? Do you think well, this ask, uh, who's the running? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. Court. The uh, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. The, yeah. Think about. I mean, now he's celebrity how boxing. That, how'd that work out? Right. Yeah. That's true. How'd that work out didn't for you? Work out Couldn't well recover. Yeah. Never recovered Never. from it. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's so interesting because, like you said, there's so many holes that they have to fill on this team, and I don't yeah. think Amber. And this is just my opinion. Is what I've been telling everyone. They can't afford not to win next year. They can't afford not to win. Do you know, let me go back to something. I, I, if I was on the competition committee or whatever, the people that make rules in the NFL, mm-hmm. I think that if you elect not to pick up a fifth-year option, that you should not have the option to franchise tag them. That would make sense. Ooh. I think that is fair. Yeah. Because I think it's really messed up. Now, if I'm the Raiders, I'm going to use every option I have that's legal, right? I'm going yeah. to franchise tag them. But I think there's something really messed up about that. I didn't believe in you. You went out and bought out. You should have the opportunity to go out and be a free agent now. Right. And you we went and should have, out. We should have to compete. Yeah. We should have to compete with everybody else to get you. That makes it, a lot of sense. It, it feels no, just, that does make sense, like though. like punk, man. That's a punk move. Like, <laughs> There's a lot of higher-ups around here. We need to, we need to get somebody on the line about this We need to get somebody this, on the line on the, the yeah, commissioner. Where was the commission? <laughs> right, right. He's around here somewhere. I love it. I love it. I love, I love keeping it real, and that's exactly what you do. It's what Josh Jacobs does, and. And that's why uh, that's why we're here talking on Radio Row with Amber Theo Harris, Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. So, uh, as far as the game goes, let's go back to the game real quick. Where are you leaning? I'm just still leaning towards the Chiefs. I think the really? Eagles are the better team. I really do. Maybe you're fist bumping more. You, did, you think, did you? Ever oh, hear? I got I got them too. You so, got the Chiefs. So whenever somebody agrees with me, so you, that's my dog. That's <laughs> <laughs> my dog. You agreeing with me? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I can't take you anywhere. <laughs> I know. Look at this guy. He's got the Kansas City Chiefs thing up. No, uh, look, I think there's something to be said for experience. Yeah. And everything in this league, to me, is head coach and quarterback. Mm-hmm. And Andy Reid has the edge, no doubt. And uh, Patrick Mahomes, just the experience, the right. intangibles. Um, I don't know why I feel I feel like that. Now, if if we see them boys, you know, Hassan Reddick and them bust off early and get to Patrick Mahomes, yeah. it's going to be a different story. No, you're right. But Final Final question for you. I think that this is an important one. Uh, Jalen Hurts and, and Patrick Mahomes squaring off against each other. First time two, two black quarterbacks are going up against each other. It's, it's significant. A lot of people are downplaying it, but it's significant. It's, it's huge. Yeah. Um, and any time that something happens in 2023 and it's a first for right. African Americans, there's a part of me that is bothered by that. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I'm bothered that it hasn't happened till right. now because we need to point that out that proves all the problems within the system and the development of black quarterbacks, the development of black coaches. Why are we having first is, I think, a problem right. that we need to acknowledge. Um, and then when I think about these two men up there representing all of the people, all of the broken dreams, all of the people, the shoulders they stood on who wanted a chance and the world wasn't ready to give them a chance. Right. Um, that's who I think about because I think about that whenever something happens with the – Amber, you're the first woman to do – I've had that. You're the first yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah. I get sad. Been there, done that too. I, I know feel, all about it. Yeah, you feel <laughs> proud, but you get sad right. because you you feel for the people. Why weren't they the first? Right. They should have had the opportunity. How many talented, amazing, smart men – could have leaders of men mm-hmm. should have represented their teams in the Super Bowl, African American men, and right. they didn't. Right. Um, for for multiple reasons. Yeah. And uh, to have these two, I think they both realize whose shoulders they stand on. Yeah. I think they both are very aware. Uh, they're young, so maybe they don't know the history of our country and history of sport. But um, I think it's amazing. It's significant because I asked Geno Smith about it, and he said, "Look, now little boys." 
can look and see somebody that looks like them and the power of seeing somebody that looks like you, like representation yeah. matters in high positions, um, makes you believe there is a path. And that changes your complete perspective as a youngster. So it is, it's more than historic, it is it's monumental right. for, for African-American people, not yeah. just black men, black women, for, right. for all of us, for anybody that's marginalized. I think no, it's, no. it's a big moment. No doubt, and, and I'm a big fan of both those quarterbacks. You know, they're both phenomenal Couldn't guys. Couldn't be two so. better right. ones. The, it was like God chose them, right. really. Yeah, to put them in that spot. It's exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun to check out this game from home <laughs> on Sunday, not yeah. from the stadium. With my from, slippers on. Oh, right. There you go. <laughs> well, Amber, thank you so much for your time. Sirius XM, you can check her out. Silver and Black Show, you can check her out. What, what do you got going? What's next? Like, what are you doing after besides all, the, <laughs> besides all these interviews you got to go run and do? Uh, I Today? What do you mean next? Like, well, what, what am I doing for the next five years? No. What do you do? I mean, <laughs> you're doing, are plan, you, yeah. you doing all serious this weekend or this I'm week? I'm doing all serious okay. this week. Okay. Uh, exclusively serious. Uh, and then I go home and I take a rest. Okay. And, uh, a well-deserved work, one. Yes. And work on a lot of my films and stuff that are took a back. They take a back burner during football. So I'm always doing something. All right. Well, hey, any of those films, if you need a, a, a extra. Yeah, I'll bring you in. I got, I got, I know a guy that knows a guy. <laughs> That's very good looking. There, hey, there you go. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. There it is. There it is. Amber, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you. Thanks a lot. Always fun to be on with you guys. Absolutely. Amber Theo Harris live here on Radio Row, Phoenix, the Convention Center on Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215. Back here on Radio Row, the Phoenix Convention Center, Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920, DeMond Cotton, your boy Q, and just had a good conversation with Amber Theo Harris from Sirius XM Radio, and now we turn our attention to another football player turned analyst broadcaster, Solomon Wilcox is with us, and also Adam, Macy Patient, and uh, actually you guys are here on on, on behalf of Macy, uh, knee cartilage repair, using your own cells, and so uh, I'll get right into that, but Solomon, how, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, guys, and thank you for having me and my broadcast partner, Adam. He's a former quarterback, played over in Spain, um, and he had the Macy procedure to help repair his cartilage damage. And, you know, it's gotten him and me as weekend warriors back into action, and now we're we're doing just fine. Nice. Adam, Adam, you got some more more long balls in that arm? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Takes a little bit of extra warm-up these days. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm a Macy ambassador on behalf of Vericell. Um, was fortunate enough to be able to play over in Spain for a couple of years. Uh, had an ACL tear yeah. um, towards the end of the, you know, my first season. Rehabbed it, went back, um, had this other, other injury. Uh, at the time, thought it was just meniscus. Mm-hmm. I thought I was you know, gearing up to go play again, and then the uh, you know, season got shut down because of COVID. Um, so came back to the States, realized it was a bit more serious than I originally thought. My doctor had told me that you know, I had some pretty serious cartilage damage, and then, you know, let me know about this procedure called Macy, right. where essentially they were to go in, take some healthy tissue of the cartilage, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, regrow it into a graft, and then put it back in eventually. Wow! Uh, and that matures into you know healthy cartilage, so to prevent bone on bone and and get me back uh, being pain free. So I've been about just over two years now out. Um, had it in November of 2020. So uh, yeah, but now I'm back. You know, doing most of the active stuff that I was doing, you know, prior to the injury. Nice. This seems like a pretty innovative procedure. Is there anything that you can compare it to? Because it almost sounds like stem cell, but obviously it's not that. So what would you compare this surgery to when it, before? Like, it, what is this the, the bigger and better version of? 
So I guess in terms of pain tolerance, there's, you know, the microfracture surgery that was kind of before where they kind of, you know, allow blood flow by going in and allowing that to build healthy tissue. Um, there's also the, um, the PRP injections that are pain management as well. Um, but this is, you know, pretty much, this is very state-of-the-art and a, mm-hmm. a step above those uh, procedures yep. that are in the past. Mm-hmm. So is this something that we're going to start seeing a lot more? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's FDA approved. Yeah. Your insurance does cover it. Okay. So you're finding athletes that this is the preferred option when it comes to um, repairing cartilage damage. It does use your own sales, so you don't have to worry about uh, there being a match. He already described the fact that there's a, a two, it's a two-step procedure. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, um, they're regrowing your tissue. Um, this is not something that's going to happen. If you have cartilage damage um, and your knee is sticking and it's clicking right. and, um, and it, you've got knee pain, it doesn't get better with time. In fact, it only gets worse. Mm-hmm. And the only way it can get better is by performing this kind of procedure because you need that surface to be smooth again. And the only way they could do that is by uh, being able to grow your own cells used and, and getting new tissue there. But they do that through the Macy process. To find out more, you can go to the website at www.macy.com, M-A-C-I.com. So, and being a former NFL safety, longtime NFL safety, I'm yeah. sure, those knees were hurting. Those knees, how, how, I mean, how much has that affected you and helped you? Look, I, I've been fine. I haven't had the procedure. That's mm-hmm. why, you know, uh, Adam is here to talk about it. But you know, I also do work uh, for Vericell. Yeah. And so I help to go out and educate the population about this, this procedure, helping them to understand, look, when we're formed, we can make better choices, right? Yeah. Uh, and then it's about getting everyone, a weekend warrior, even like myself, uh, where I can continue to golf, I can continue to ski and do the things that I enjoy doing. So we wanted to share this with your listening audience today. Well, I'll tell you, I, I played in a celebrity basketball game before we came down here to Phoenix, and yeah. I was very careful. My dad said, look, man, you ain't, you ain't played in a lot of anything lately. Yeah, so, uh, you yeah. know, stretch out those hammies. Uh, That's right. That's you know, right. I've, had, I've had two torn ACLs, so I wow. know all about that. Yeah. And uh, he said, man, I, I just want to make sure you give me the call and say, I made it. I'm okay. There so, you go. You want to know. Hey, six right? minutes and I was good. Yeah, <laughs> I that's said, great. I'm good. That's Adam, great. something that I wanted to ask you about since you have had the Macy procedure is, what's the recovery time like? Because usually with an ACL injury, it's, hey, you're going to be on the shelf for at least a year. Mm-hmm. So what was the recovery process like for yourself? Yeah, so everyone's going to be different, right? And mm-hmm. someone who's actually gone through the ACL process, it I tried to compare it to that as I was going through this, but it, it is very different because for ACL, it was more about uh, building up that strength. Yeah. And I think for the Macy procedure, just for myself, um, was more about pain management. So it definitely took a little bit longer. And, you know, what my doctor had told me that because of my prior ACL injury that uh, might have hampered the timetable uh, and just stretched it out a little bit longer than it might have be for somebody else. Um, but I was... I was jogging at six months, oh, wow. and by you know nine months, doing light, um, you know, impact activity. Yeah, wow. No, that's 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 something because I mean, again, as a guy who tore his ACL, and I think the about nine about nine months before I 
felt like, okay, I could do something. And then maybe almost a year and a half before I was actually confident, wow, you know, like, yeah. okay, I'll be good. So, uh, man, that sounds that sounds like a heck of a thing right there. Uh, Macy.com, M-A-C-I.com. You can get a whole lot of uh, information about that. Uh, Adam's story and uh, obviously Solomon Wilcox is here with us as well to, to help share and, and, and share the, the message uh, what's going on with Vericell. So, Solomon, I did want to ask you about the game on yep. Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, and, and your, your former team, the Bengals, played in it last year. It looked like they had an opportunity to get back there again, fell a little short, but you got the Chiefs and the, and the, and the Eagles. What, what are your early thoughts on, on this? Yeah, you know, look, I think it's a heavyweight fight between two teams, the number one seed in each conference, and both teams are so strong across the board, uh, but they do it differently, right? One leans heavily into the run game. RPO system with quarterback run designs with Jalen Hurts. Uh, But the Chiefs offense is high-flying. We know the potency of their passing attack and the ability to put points on the board. The highest-scoring offense in the NFL this year, led by Patrick Mahomes. So both can put points on the board, but they go about doing it differently. And I think it's going to be a war of wheels. You tell me how this game is going to be played, I'll tell you who's going to win. Is it going to be uh, – is it going to maybe possibly come down to, you know, a defensive stand, a turnover, you know, maybe even a special teams play to decide this one? I think it's going to come down to who can win the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Uh, think about what the Eagles want to do. They want to dominate the line of scrimmage on offense, mm-hmm. run the ball with their RPO scheme, right, get the runners to the second level of the defense, have Jalen Hurts and Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. Those, those guys, you saw what they did – to a really good San Francisco 49er defense, yeah. over 140 yards rushing, four rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts has uh, not thrown a touchdown pass in three of his last four games. Wow. So what does that tell you? This is about the run Yeah, game. they get it done on the ground. They get it done on the ground, man. Yeah. They come. Yeah. So if they can win that battle at the line of scrimmage, bodes well for them. Um, and uh, defensively, if they can win the battle at the line of scrimmage, they are getting pressure on Pat Mahomes. It's, you know, Hassan Riddick, this guy is 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 hell on wheels, man, coming yeah, off is. the corner. Yep. They've got four guys with ten or more sacks. We haven't seen anyone harass the quarterback like this since, you know, the 85 Chicago Bears. Right. So if they can win the battle at the line of scrimmage, it's going to pretty much tell you who's going to win the game. Yeah. That That's where it all starts, mm-hmm. and I think that's where it's going to end. Adam, you being a former quarterback, when you watch both of these guys, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, what makes you think that, man, these guys are special? That's why they're one and two in the MVP race this year. Yeah, I love both of these guys' game, and they're both tough as nails. Yeah. A uh, little bit different styles, but I think they, they're very effective in mm-hmm. what they do. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes coming in with that ankle was everyone's kind of a bit hesitant, I think, against the Bengals. I, but I, I went against them. I yeah. went against them. I fell for the banana yeah, tailpipe. Too, no. He's injured. He's injured. He's not going to be that guy. You, yeah. you only saw it once when he rolled out to his left and right. kind of did the alt platform when he put all that pressure on his right foot. Yeah. But besides that, I mean, he, he looked pretty sharp for the most yeah. part. Um, so, like Solomon said, I think it's going to come down to, you know, who could protect them and, um, you know, really establish the run. And we're here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. We're at the Phoenix Convention Center. Solomon, i got to ask you about the situation going on in Las Vegas with the Raiders. Looking like they're looking for a quarterback, obviously. You know, mm-hmm. it looks like Derek Carr's on his way out. What do you think the Raiders should do for their quarterback position? Look, I, I, look if you could get Aaron Rodgers, that would be a really good play because obviously Devontae Adams, something that he's pining yeah. uh, for, right, to yeah. be reunited uh, with his quarterback. These guys have put up huge numbers. They have great chemistry and i think adam would bring 
some stability to the organization. I don't think Derek Carr was the problem. Mm-hmm. I understand it. Look, when you've been with a player for a certain period of time and success doesn't come, people kind of want to change. Um, and, look, Aaron's going to have to come in and do something this year with the Raiders that he couldn't do with his own team. Couldn't get past the Detroit Lions. Couldn't even get out of the division. So, you know, buyer beware, right? Has he has he played his best years? I don't know. Right. I mean, let's face it. Devontae Adams and him, I think, will be a huge connect. Um, the offensive line's got a bit better with the Raiders. I think sometimes teams lose sight mm-hmm. of what really ails them. You haven't had a defense since, I don't know, Man. the last decade. Right. I don't know. I mean, right. really think no, about right. it. No, you're right. Um, and you need a defense. Every quarterback needs these components around them to help them win. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where I think the team also has to focus on getting better around the quarterback position while also trying to get better at the quarterback position. Yeah, they do. Something that you mentioned there about the offensive line, the teams, they, they forget about what ails them. But how do you think an offensive line should be built? How do you go out there and find those right pieces? Maybe I'm asking you to put on your GM hat. But <laughs> what do you think is the best place to find an offensive lineman? Would that be the draft or just going out and picking somebody from free agency? I think both. Mm-hmm. I think both. It, yeah. Particularly if you want to turn it around quick. I think you got to draft a few pieces. you got to go out and buy a few pieces on in free agency. And you got to be able to scan the market and say, okay, what do we want to do? Look, I think if you ask Josh Jacobs, you already know what he wants to do. Right, right. He wants you to pound the run game, and yeah. he was right. In that Steeler game, they had no business trying to just throw the ball all over the field. It was cold. It was windy. Mm-hmm. And, man, you could run the ball. He was, he was racking it up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, look, I mean, that guy gets it. Power run game, using him, play action pass, RPO game. This is easy, man. This is not that complicated. Particularly when you have a back like him right. and your offensive line struggles in pass protection, play action pass, um, that's how you buy a little bit more time for your quarterback, a little more spacing for your wide receivers, um, and the RPO game is certainly something to lean into. The best part of what the, the Raiders have a big offensive line. I couldn't remember. I don't know when the, for the life of me why you gave away Rodney Hudson. I don't know for the I mean, you guys just gave away your offensive line. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Remember that? I remember. <laughs> I was like, the Raiders are really good at building other people's team. <laughs> they, we got to get better at keeping this team better. I grew right. up a Raiders fan. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You get good players, man. You got to keep them. You don't pawn them off to other teams and help other people get good. Uh, Rodney Hudson was a, one of the best centers in our league. And, uh, uh, when the Raiders got win and he was going back to Kansas City, they decided to trade him instead of cutting him. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got to get better at, at things like that. No, they do. They do. And they have a good one on the other side of the ball, Max Crosby. Fantastic That's player right. to build around. That's a dude. Love him. They, Absolutely. They need a few more Max Crosby. This guy's an effort guy, energy guy, good locker room guy. Um, and, look, Chandler Jones got to start bringing it too. Yeah. We saw him flash at the end of the season. They've got to become – uh, when you go out and buy players, man, you got to not just buy the talent, you got to buy character. Because mm-hmm. character, effort, and energy is something that can show up every day, right? Um, and that's what you've got to begin to invest in. And that's why you got to keep Josh Jacobs. I know a lot of people tell you, we don't pay running backs. No, you don't pay any, just any running back. The special ones you pay. Right. How many times have you seen that guy on Sunday um, just show up, man? The other defense is tapping out. 
there are very few running backs that make defensive players say, no, I, I give. You get, <laughs> you got that, it. Guy, that guy makes defensive players tap out. He does. <laughs> exactly what Nick Bosa said. He said, that's the best running back I've that's played. That's right, and bro. And Nick Bosa's probably that's the defensive right. player of that's the year. Right. And that was I'm in the press you. conference. He's like, hey, man, that's the best running back I've played against hands down. That's right. So when right. you've got the opposition talking about a guy that's, like that, you've got to bring right. him back. That's right. What he do you is feel that like dude. When you have that guy in the locker room and you're playing, you're in that locker room with that guy, what does that do for you? Well, it knows you got some guys to go into battle with mm-hmm. who ain't backing down. Right. And I'm going to tell you right now, football, people forget, man, it's a toughness game. Yeah. Like we, like I played defense. I'm looking for dudes who trying to quit because yeah. I'm going to help you out. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. help you out <laughs> yeah. with that decision, yeah. Yeah. bro. I'm going to give you a reason to quit. I already know you halfway wanting to quit. That We look, we find them early. We sniff them out early. Okay, the rest of the guys, you're going to have to break their wheel. Right. Because they trying to break your wheel. And that's, at the end of the day, man, don't ever forget, that's fundamental to this sport. Right. Toughness wins. And we need some smart guys. We need some X's and O guys. We need some guys who've got speed. You know, we got, toughness comes first. Right. That's, the, that's quintessential to playing this game. And this is a league of tough guys. And if you ain't tough, we find out who you are early. Boom, there it is right there. Solomon Wilcox dropping knowledge right there. You're looking for toughness and and, uh, and knocking those other guys out the league. Eric Allen, who we talk to all the time, says uh, that'll get hit out the league. See, that, they'll hit see, you right out the league. See? I'm <laughs> just telling you, man. Eric Allen t- says it all the time. <laughs> I love it. Before we let you go, we do appreciate your time this afternoon. You guys go ahead and uh, let us know one more time about Macy, Macy.com, M-A-C-I.com. Let them know what they can find. Yeah, there. look, if you have cartilage damage in your knee, yep. you go to the doctor, Listen, don't let them tell you that there's other ways to treat it because it will not fix itself. Go to the website, www.macy.com, M-A-C-I.com. Find out about this new innovative treatment. It's what everyone's using today to treat their cartilage damage. It's the thing that you want, and it is the place to go. So thanks for having us, guys. No doubt. Thank you so much. Solomon Wilcox, Adam, all here with Vericell, excuse me, and uh, Macy.com, M-A-C-I.com. We're on Radio Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness, live from Radio Row. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215. We are back here live on Radio Row. Just had Solomon Wilcox with us. That was a fun conversation we had. We had Amber Theo Harris that started us off. But now we got the home run hitters now. We got the home run hitters. Marcus Padilla. 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 Marcus Padilla. <laughs> Marcus is so chill. I just like to rattle. He's got his. He's got his professional voice on. I just like to rattle his cage. He's got his professional voice on. This I is business, like, Marcus. I'm just here to, to just to say hi. You know, I I just like messing with Marcus. Any opportunity I get to, because he's so chill. You're so chill, but I just like Marcus tells me, and Eddie Pascal's with us as well. Sorry, I didn't even introduce Eddie, but we're here. That's all right. Demond did that what two weeks ago. Demond just roped me in. I'm, yeah. I remember I came in yeah. to, to see the new setup, it and then 30 o- seconds later, Demond's like, "Right, Eddie?" And I was like, "Bro, what are you doing? I have a headset." It <laughs> was no Raider question. He's like, "Yeah, that was 2010, right? Was it that game? I don't remember like a random Week Six game from 2010." So, hey, Eddie, you remember, right? Yeah, and I was, uh, yeah, I was like, "Well, all right, here we're doing it. We're on cue." So, so Marcus has been uh, having me and JT bounce back and forth. You know, we've been doing. 
the Raider Roundtable. It's been a lot of fun, and he's trying to get me to put something in my ear so I can hear, and I keep telling him, dude, I don't need to hear nothing. All I need to do is talk to the guy next to you me. You are like, talented. Everyone needs an IFB. Why? So hey, you, you can know talk what? to our producers. Q, I'll be honest with you, right, and I'll, and I'll back Marcus on this one. I was just like you. I hated wearing the IFB. Yeah. Hated it because I'm like, I'm like you. Like, if, as long as I can hear the person next right. to me, we can have a conversation. We're good. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, man. The IFB, it'll change your life. Well, It'll change your life. What if I want? What if I was thinking like you should ask this? I'm gonna talk to you then. The IFB, hey, well, ask, ask so and so this. If you have to tell me what I need to ask, then I might not be in the right profession. You're, you're doing a great job. I'm a big fan <laughs> of yours. All right, but there's something you know. We're all humans. We no, might you're forget right. something. Yeah, you're hey, right. Hey, ask so and so about this. Yeah. Don't forget about this. Yeah. You know, you know how much of a diva I, I am now, that. Q. I've done that so many times. I forgot the plug. I have done that so many times. This is how much of a diva I am now, too, Marcus. Everywhere we go now, what do I say? Am I gonna be able to hear myself? I can hear myself, right? We got something in my ear. Is someone gonna be in my ear? Yeah. He's like, yeah, someone will be in your ear. I love it. I love it. Well. I mean that's just you know third world problems, right? But seriously, being here on Radio Row, I mean, how, how has it how has it been, man, so far? Eddie, you just got here, so Marcus, you've been here uh, since Sunday, really? Right? I've been here since Sunday nice. evening yeah. after the Pro Bowl, which was I think was great. Yeah, I think they're, they're going to get better from here on out for yeah. the Pro Bowl. But we started yesterday with here in Media Row, and Tuesday we got a couple of guests today with your help, JT the Brick. You know, now we have Eddie Pascal and Sylvia Skulls here man. in Media Row. Now we're going to get some content yeah. that will last for the next few weeks and talk about the offseason of the Raiders. Talk about some of the big the big guests that you have coming up, though. Coming up? Yeah, or, or that you're, you're aiming to, you're trying to look. get. That was, that was oh, one look of the at, Look at the Clinton as I, here he goes. one of the questions. Here he goes. Here, 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 here he goes. Here he goes. You, you interviewed all these random people, right? Oh, I know. But the number one thing tomorrow, number one guest that, that we have for Eddie and Sibley Skulls okay. is a WWE superstar. Seth freaking Rollins. My man. <laughs> Let's go. Anybody well, doesn't know. know what to ask Seth freaking Rollins. You know I, what I'm saying? So I, I'm going to prep them as a yeah. producer to Sibley and Eddie what to ask Seth freaking Rollins with WrestleMania see, Demond, around the corner. See, Demond, back in our in the old iterations of Silver and Black production, we were in Oakland. We used to have this thing called WWE Fridays, right? Marcus oh. is familiar with WWE Friday. And so essentially it was Marcus and another guy on staff who were really, really – into not only the current WWE, but kind of the historic WWE as well. And they would put on all these these matches for us to watch. They would educate us. Marcus would explain the inner workings of the beef. And he goes, you got to remember, this is 1998, and we had, this had just happened, and this this guy had just beaten him, and, and blah, blah, blah. And, and so then we would sit down and we would watch the match. And it was incredible. And I feel like that would have been right in your wheelhouse. You would have loved it. You would have just slid right in. You would have been a perfect fit to that group. Marcus, let me ask you this, because I was trying to tell <laughs> yes. Q about it before the Royal Rumble. Isn't this Bloodline story, this is real cinema, right? It's fantastic. <laughs> cinema. They are doing a great job over there. Triple H, who visited the Raiders headquarters a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. is doing a fantastic job with the WWE right now. In H we trust. Am I right? Am I right? Come on, man. Q, I'm telling you. What kind you, of zone are you guys I don't, in right I don't know if they're, 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 they're No, you guys, Cody Rhodes, when, when, that's, when adrenaline in my soul hits, don't you just get pumped every time? Well, Cody Rhodes is a different story. I'm not a fan of this. What? So, not a fan of Cody Rhodes? No. Let's change the subject. This is a Raiders radio, you know. <laughs> let me, let, can, I, can I just say, so. Don't get off topic with. I, I will say. So, oh, remember, I was, get off topic. I was in studio a couple weeks with you guys, right? Yeah. I got to see the beautiful new uh, Lotus Studio that you guys are broadcasting out of. It looks great. I, you have the fantastic flag. We got the artwork coming in. It's going to be awesome, yep. right? It's good to see you guys together out in the world, though. Because I don't get a chance to come see you guys at remotes very often just right. because of the way that your schedule works and our schedule works. I can't just dip out from 2 to 5 on a Tuesday during right. football season right. and say I'm unreachable. Yeah. But, it's man, it's there's something, and I'm sure you guys, having done this for so long and being so good at it, 
it's there's something there's a different energy you get to do when you take the show on the road. You oh, know what for I mean? Sure, for sure, and especially when you're able to be with the person and Demond's not in the studio and I'm you know away. It's like it's cool, but it's not cool. So it's cool that he's got this opportunity to to be here. So. Oh, no, I'm, I'm enjoying every second of this. Where but if you get back into that wrestling zone, no, I don't we know, don't need to talk about wrestling anymore. I mean, he's not a fan of the American Nightmare Cody Rose. That's okay. To each his own. But <laughs> being here at Radio Row, it, like Eddie, I'm glad you said that, where it's just about running around. Or when I was talking to Will Compton and Taylor Wan to get him on with JT, where that was just, man, I'm talking to these guys right now. I'm not back in the studio where it's just, hey, you guys' headsets is okay. Thank you, Chris Chapman, for doing this today. <laughs> but it, it is that different energy of just being out and about and seeing everyone where it just hits different. And I was talking to one of my friends at PFF earlier, and shameless plug, we're going to have Steve Palazzolo from PFF on nice. uh, on with us tomorrow morning. But I was talking to one of their, their PR guys who I've become pretty friendly with, and, and he summed it up perfectly. He goes, you know what's great about Radio Row? is everyone here is swimming in the same direction. They're trying to accomplish the same thing, but right. they're doing it, they're going about it in kind of different ways, but the end result for everyone is the same. Right. Because everyone here is just trying to make cool stuff. And Marcus and I talk about this all the time, where really under our umbrella of Silver and Black Productions with the Raiders, that's, that's kind of our shining star. Like, that is our North Star. Is like, all we want to do is make cool stuff, right? Whether it's a video, a podcast, an incredible uh, article series, a photo series, like, that's what we're in the business of. The same business yeah. you guys are in, and you guys talk a little bit more than we do. But, like, at the end of the day, you come to opportunities like this. You come to the Super Bowl. You go to the Combine. You go to the Pro Bowl last week yeah. because you want to make something cool. You want to be creative. You want to come away with something at the end. We say, hey, look at these nine things we made. Isn't this awesome? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And, you know, Marcus mentioned earlier about the Pro Bowl. You just mentioned the Pro Bowl. That was – I thought it was done really well. We were here setting up when the Pro Bowl was kind of getting wrapped up, so we were kind of watching on TV a little bit. But – I mean, as soon as Sunday is over, it's full throttle Las Vegas Super you, Bowl. You know, it's funny. There's no though. breaks, Q. I know. So there's no off season. No, hey, it's all gas. Two weeks no from breaks. now, will be the NFL Combine. That's awesome. I need to take a break. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, <laughs> but, but you know, what's funny though is is you talk about the Pro Bowl, and and so when I got here this morning, uh, I traveled with our helmet. We forgot to pack a helmet, so I brought one with me. I had it in the in the. Uh, overhead compartment oh, this yeah. morning as yeah. I was flying in from Vegas. But I'm walking through uh, walking through the terminal. We landed at Phoenix, and, you know, I'm carrying this Raiders helmet. It's a pretty distinctive-looking helmet, right. and it's a, naturally a conversation piece. So the gentleman behind me uh, who was on my flight, he goes, oh, wow, did you get that at the Pro Bowl? I said, oh, no, you know, I'm bringing this out for work, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, I actually went to the Pro Bowl. And so I got to play dumb and, and not tell him what I did. And I yeah. was like, oh, did you enjoy it? Like, it looks really cool on yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, man, I, I had so much fun. And, and he was saying the one thing that, that really stood out to me, and it's something that I've heard a lot, I'm sure you guys have heard something similar, is he said that it was really like a family-oriented, family-geared type of event. Yep. And he said he's got two little kids, like not little, but like nine and, mm -hmm. nine and ten in that range. And he goes, dude, they loved it. And so I think that the NFL is really onto something in, in realizing, and Marcus and I have talked about this a bunch, where the NFL – understood that the previous iteration of the Pro Bowl wasn't working, right? right? That ship had sailed. Yep. But they're like, hey, we're willing to adjust. We want to try something new. And you're now gearing it to a more family-friendly type of environment. I think right. that they've hit gold doing that because if, if this one, one gentleman coming back from the Pro Bowl said, hey, this is what my family was looking for, looking for and it checked all the butt, like, yeah, that's exactly what you should be doing. No, you're right. You're right. And, you know, it's funny. Now that we brought it back to the Pro Bowl, I started thinking about the different challenges that they had and the question that DeMond asked. And I don't know if you were in studio, Eddie, when, when he asked this question, but uh, if you had a, a backyard game that you used to play that, that like Ooh, when you were a kid yeah. that you were the master of, you would have been the master of, what would it have been? Oh, man. Does Foursquare count? 
Yeah, that was, I was a fun game. I was good at Foursquare, man. I was really you, good. Wait, there was one where you hit it real fast and low or something like that. So Foursquare was, you know, it's you're in a square yeah, and, then it's, yeah. and it's divided into four, four yeah, obviously. Yeah. And but the I red was, ball, right? Yeah, little yeah. red ball, like kind of the the the, uh, the classic bouncy yeah, like PE yeah, ball. Yeah, man, I was good at that. I was a late grower, so I was really tight and compact. I was really nimble as like a middle schooler. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like once we got to high school and my arms started, I was you know I was like every other like gangly trying to figure out how to work my own body. But I was a late grower. So I was real nimble, That's and I, dude, man, I could I could get after the four square. I'm, I'm no looking people. I'm looking at, I'm looking at you, and the ball's going in Marcus's square. Like that was my game. That was my game for sure. Marcus, what was your game? Dodgeball. Oh, that does not I surprise was, me at all. You the best. Yeah, that was the best. <laughs> Where are you? Lie. Any elaboration? Oh, this is during elementary years, you know. <laughs> Marcus is like, I ain't dodging. Right now, it all slow. I'm beat up right now. Yeah. Oh man! What I always you, said rundown. Rundown or pickleball was mine. Oh, uh, pickleball's a good one. See? Pickleball's good. No, but Demond didn't even know what pickleball was. I like to. I like three flies up too. Three oh, flies was up fun. was a good one. Yeah, I don't know what that is. What? Three flies up. Is you take a? It's either a football or a yeah. baseball, whatever ball you have, and you and your buddies. You have one designated thrower or hitter, and then the other group stands at the end, and the first to catch three yeah. wins. How do you not know? Three okay, flies that, up. that sounds that sounds interesting. It's a good game, man. It's a well, simple game. It's, you know what it is? It's a noble game. It's a game of integrity. It's no, a game you know of respect. You know why he doesn't like it? Because he's short, and he would have got mossed every time. You know, they, someone would have mossed him and everything. Hey, man, you know, hey, that probably could be true. That's why I probably never even played it. Mine, it was not even so much of a game, but, well, not like a backyard game, but musical chairs. I feel like okay. that was a competition. See, you're looking at me, but I'm telling you, man, you got to. I wish that everyone could see the look that Q's giving out right now because not, Q is. What is that? Q is not. I know what musical chairs. I'm just saying. I know, but I mean, what is that? What kind of game is that? Something you play at a daycare? That's a bur- it's a birthday party game. Sounds right? like a hater to me. I'm just saying, if it was a competition, I'm not losing. It's a it's musical chairs. But I'm Let's not play right now. You want to play? And we'll see. Uh. We got four four chairs and four headsets. Let's play musical chairs. You and can headsets. pipe some music through. We oh can see. my goodness! Chapman's in the studio. Like these guys have lost it. They are uh. off the rails. And this happens here on Radio Row. Phoenix, that's where we're at, the convention center. Eddie Pascal, Marcus Padilla, Raiders.com. They're in the building. We're in the building. We're having a good time. Speaking of Raiders, Kirk Morrison, he'll get us back on track. He'll join us to kick off hour number two of the show. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215. Turn me up. Turn me up. Turn me up. There you, go. you heard the man. Turn him up. Which one we are?